Hey coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. Today we have three stories, right? Just Anthony and I, but we're going to touch on fan favorites. We're going to start off with C. They just had their earnings call. Is it rocky times ahead for them? Question mark, question mark. Listen in. We then touch on Signify and rumors that Amazon might be purchasing it. And more importantly, really, is, is Amazon looking to go into the healthcare industry and, and what, what's in it for them? what we discussed and last but not least 10 cent earnings another fan favorite we end off here well anthony's favorite lah. so <laughs> he loves covering it so let's get to it hey coconuts welcome back to weekly market updates with me rakesh and anthony all right nice man welcome to a new week to quote the uh mr jefferson <laughs> <laughs> every week's a new week <laughs> yeah exactly Nice, man. Oh, yeah. um, In- interesting time in the markets, right? I, I, uh, I don't know. Have you been keeping up? I mean, besides weekly news. Besides- <laughs> I think we should ask our coconuts this. Have they been keeping up besides weekly news on Wednesdays? <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is interesting time, right? The tumble, I think the last three working days, uh, and, and I think Monday as well, tech stocks have gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, oil is also a bit, a bit, here and there um so it's you know i guess the question we have is and what everyone's really asking is is this really the time to go back in why did it drop in the last three days right those are the questions i, I don't know I, I, my, my question was actually why has it been rising the last month <laughs> <laughs> so so i i was quite happy so, oh yeah no it rose i, I made some profits let, let me sell some right <laughs> and take some money yeah. off the table and now it's funny it's like, okay, great <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy for it to drop um but but yeah it, no i think market sentiment and, and this is kind of why you always want to have at least most be mostly invested right market mm. sentiment turns like you know on a day and for no reason or for no discernible reason it goes poof and and what are you going to do if if you have money sitting on the sidelines unless you are really so active you really keep looking at it every day or every minute you know it's, it's just going to be difficult yeah absolutely i think I mean, to answer your question, the short-term rally that we saw, was it last week, wasn't it? Before before the last few days. It's it been rallying since June, actually. Up and down. Uh, yeah, but generally yeah. up, actually, the last week. But yeah. but it's been generally up since like you know, June, mm-hmm. July. So so it's it's quite a nice up period, actually. Quite quite happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's in between the, the Fed raises and so on, so they're trying to make a quick buck? And it's yeah, speculative I, that way? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just can't get past the fact that this feels more like a bear market rally right so so the downtrend is, is still there it's just for whatever reason that there's been a bit of a shift in sentiment you, you kind of see like market commentators being a bit silly right because when bad economic data comes out they say oh yeah market's rising because the fed might pivot and then the next week when mm. good economic data comes out they say oh actually markets continue rising because it's good economic data like Make up your mind, man. <laughs> I mean, so, they, they need clickbait. Uh. They need clickbait. Yeah. So, so you know, um, listen to us. Don't, don't listen to everybody else. <laughs> I think that, that's a lesson to be drawn here. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, new type of banter this week, eh, Anthony? <laughs> yeah. Let, let's try something new. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, Coconuts, we've got three stories for you this week. As usual, first, we're going to start off by our fan favorites. Mr. SEA, right? C. <laughs> just had its earnings. So obviously, we're going to cover it. We know you want to listen about it. So what is actually happening there? Next, we're going to touch on Amazon. 
but not really Amazon. Nice. But their Signify is going to be owned by Amazon. Now, all these rumors after Amazon's acquisition, um, you know, why is, is Amazon moving to healthcare space? A bit of chat about that. And last but not least, we end off with Tencent earnings in China. All right. Awesome, Anthony. Take us away with SEA. Back to tech. Um, yeah, see. So so it's it's one of those, I guess, Singapore favorites, right? Um, that everybody just kind of, I mean, we should do a quarterly show on you know, the stocks that we earn and, and we just you know, repeat their earnings quarter after quarter. Um, it it's yeah. might be a nice way to track <laughs> them. But we, we talked about C like quite a few times last earnings, in between earnings, you know, it's just a relatively fun company. But yeah, they, they had their earnings last week. Um, it dropped 14% once they announced earnings. So, so, well, market didn't like it. But I mean, if you look at what actually happened, you know, revenue, revenue was okay. They, they still grew 28, 29% year on year. So it's not too bad. Um, Shopee was up 51% year on year revenue, right? So, oh, so that's wow. great. You know, I mean, we talk about like e-com um, headwinds and all that, but Shopee still grew, right? 50-odd percent and, and that's after growing 160% last year. Mm. So, you know, it, it's kind of two and a half times in, in two years, right? Um, C-Money grew 200%, um, but, but it's super small, you know, it's like 200 mil revenue. So so not, not super worth mentioning, but, you know, you see their fintech arm and, and payments are getting a bit of traction, but, but what's kind of, but but the, the I think the dark spot in India, you know, big ecosystem has been Karina, which is their gaming arm, and, and that fell fourteen percent year on year. So so altogether, you know, mm. decent revenue, slightly below expectations. Um earnings per share is still negative, so so not really profitable yet, although they keep promising it'll be soon. So so yeah, I think that's that's the, the historical part, I think. Yeah, and I think you know the last time we spoke about about C, we did speak about Shopee, right? I think it was them exiting yep. was it India and and France and, yes. and, and so yes. on. So right? so, so they actually back exited. to back on that. Yep. They they, they exited France and they exited India and I think they exited Spain, which we didn't talk about because, you know, they, I mean there's so many exits, Small. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what happened there with with it going up, right? Fifty one percent. That's great news. Yeah, I think it you know, and, and that's kind of what we suspect when we're talking about it, right? It's it's really a consolidation back into key markets, you know, back to Southeast Asia and Taiwan, where they are market leading and doubling down a bit in, in Lat M, you know, where where of course there's Mercado, but you know, I, I think they, they view that as as a big growth trajectory and, and a and then and a market where they are gaining some traction as well. So so it's it's probably these two geographies that, that they are really focused on right now. And maybe a bit of Eastern Europe with Poland here and there, but th- that's about it, right? I mean, we were talking about it, what, four, five months back? So so you, you could see that yeah. they, they were already starting to realign their, their strategy and, and to focus a bit more instead of just growing at all costs a few months back. You know, it, it's this is not something that they decided this earnings call to say. This is something that has actually been in the works for, for quite a while. Got it, yeah. And if we compare from last earnings call to this earnings call, especially for Shopee area, it's actually quite a good thing now for the business, for C, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they are slowly inching towards profit, at least for Shopee, um, slowly inching mm. profitability um, for Southeast Asia and Taiwan, right, which is their core markets. I mean, of, of course, there's this very big caveat of, oh yeah, we, we are almost profitable if we take away like HQ costs, right, which is kind of like a shared service, you know, um, I, 
Mm. But the, the problem is they, they don't really tell you what HQ costs are or, or that they are consistent. Like they, they could be chucking more things into HQ and say, oh, ta-da, we are magically making money now <laughs> when you know they're, they're not really, right? So I think that that's a bit of a black hole. Um, and if you look at the financials, HQ costs are actually increasing. So so that, that's a bit of a doubt mm. there. But you know, if you just look at headline figures, I think they, they are tracking decent. Got it. And I mean, I'm not going to really speak too much about C money, even though I know it's an amazing percentage. But it's it did start from a small base. Yeah, it's, it's super small base. I yeah, don't don't think it's worth looking at at least one of the two years. Yeah, I think the part that we do need to speak about, which we spoke about even in the last earnings call for C, was Garena. Yep. Right. Um, I think we, there were some issues with Garena even then. Um, they have fallen. You mentioned here were fourteen percent. Yeah, uh, but Shopee's kind of lifting that up um, right now. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, I think we talked about this in in the stock geekouts as well, right? You know, when, when we talked about C, it's it's kind of that flywheel where they they had or they have Garena, which is you know, gaming, super strong free cash flows, um, you know, and and so hopefully relatively consistent free cash flows, and and that funds the the expansion of Shopee, right? Because mm. um, ecom is 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 a bit of a land grab. They still need heavy cash investments. So, uh, and, and I think th- this is where um, the declining Garena is actually affecting them slightly, right? I mean, gaming is maybe slightly cyclical, you know, with, with the opening up, with the, all the macro headwinds, people are less willing to spend on games. I think that's fine, right? But, you know, for C, that has a bit of an outsized impact because that just means that they have a bit less money to spend um, on, on their expansion and investment plans for Shopee without yeah. actually drawing down on their cash pile. Got it. So, I mean, looking forward for, for coconuts out here, right? A good, a good, a good time to go in for C. Should we, what, what should we be worried about? I think Karina would be one of it. No? Yeah, de- definitely. Um, I mean, and, and Karina is worrying because it's not like their, their cash flow isn't coming from new games, right? It's essentially one hit game that they are milking a bit like food every year for, for EA and FIFA. Just <laughs> 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 that they're still free fire right? and they're milking it um, like, like mad. And, and maybe they can milk it quite a bit more, right? But, you know, that that, that is a risk. You know? And But, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you look at C, you, you look at where they're positioned, whether it's in you know, gaming or e-com or fintech. You know, these are all industries that are kind of in secular growth at least, mm-hmm. right, for the, for the next few years. So so maybe the macro environment is tough now, but, you know, five years down the line, for example, it, it's very difficult to say that people will be gaming less than they are now or that people will be buying less stuff online than, than they are now, right? They, these are all industries that are, or people will be paying less online or, or using like more actual cash than, than they are now. So, you know, they, these will probably all still grow, especially in, in the areas where, where C operates in. So, mm. so that, I think that that's good, you know, in, for the longer term story. The, the the question mark really is: Can C execute? Can they survive well enough to, to pass this downturn to make it into the next cycle and all that? And I think that's the, the million dollar question, right? Be, because we, we can we can say all we like about trends and growth, but if if the company dies halfway through, then then that's just exactly. kind of yeah, that, that's kind of useless. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite a drastic one, right? Like, I think at their peak, it was about 350, somewhere around there, 360. Yep. Now it's running at, what, 60 bucks, somewhere around there. Yes, 70, 80% drawdown, I think. Yeah. So, if, you know, given given what they're doing with Shopee, yes, Garena is an issue, but given what they're doing with Shopee, that foresight that they have to move out of markets and take deeper roots into into Shopee, into their stronghold, this could be a good sign. And and um, coconuts out there might want to be looking at this as a you know, two-year, three-year play. 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't, well, you could trade it for the next few months, maybe, I don't know, um, right? We, we are not really experts in that, but I think, you know, you, you could really see this as a two, three year play, you know, then, then every every single earnings report, you look at the same few things, right? You look at how much cash Garena is producing. <laughs> that's when you look at whether Shopee still grows because that's key mm-hmm. um, and, and whether they are, they're still investing in Shopee because you do want them to invest through the downturn. And lastly, I think you look at how much cash they actually have, right? Because mm-hmm. I think late in 2021, C actually raised six billion in cash um wow. when the short stock price was like 300 plus they, they just sold stock and they said we, we want cash now right we, we diluted everybody um and and that's and that's what is keeping them alive right now right if they didn't have that six billion they would be in negative cash we'll all be very worried about you know whether they could survive but with with six billion which is which will at least fund their their you know operations for the next year or two that's mm. uh, at, at the current burn rate. I think that's relatively safe, you know, and they'll survive. Then it's just making sure that management can continue executing and and I guess take take a bit of advantage of market weakness, right? Because you know, if you have a weaker competitor and all that, you, you're just going to be able to buy them out cheaply now. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that, Anthony. We always cover C here, so. We're always going to be talking about the previous um, <laughs> previous time we spoke about C. Simple plug, if you have not heard our SGO on C, please go in, yep. have a look. Um, we dissect it left, right, center. Hopefully you like it. I think there was like two or three SGO episodes, right? Where, where they just talked about C mm. and then it's business models. So that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. For our next story, Pharma into Amazon. How cool is that, Anthony? How cool is that? Uh, that that's what Teladoc <laughs> is doing. <laughs> Sorry, that's but, what yeah, I like, um, There's this company called Teladoc. They're, they're essentially a telehealth provider in, in the US. They're, they're mm. also listed. Also a pandemic darling that has dropped, I think, what, 90%, 95% since its highs mm. over the past few months. But yeah, I mean, you know, um, telehealth is, is probably one of those industries where, or, or rather, you know, healthcare and healthcare provide providers especially in the US is probably one of those industries where people view as right for disruption right, right. so so Amazon entering it I think well, that, that's just more competition got it but yes so, so what 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 does signify actually so okay so firstly I think one thing uh, so yeah signify is effectively a healthcare platform right what they try mm-hmm. and do here is it's kind of a mix between um healthcare and, and data analytics and try and marry okay. the two so healthcare analytics um, which is, if, if you look at it in, in terms of the tech space, um, quite quite valuable, quite big. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, maybe I'll draw some references here in a bit, but this is what uh, Signify does, right? Um, create power, value-based programs, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they want to give that information to make people healthier. Okay. And that's what they stand for. That's what they want to do. Um, now, the rumor is that Amazon is looking to purchase it, yep. right? Um, which has obviously skyrocketed the, the share price for Signify and, and so on and so forth. But one thing I, I want to talk about is this aspect of healthcare data, right? Now, we've seen that with mm-hmm. um, Google, with Fitbit. I think they purchased Fitbit. We've seen that with, yep. with Apple, uh, with their Apple Watch, and they're actually heavily leaning into, into healthcare. Mm-hmm. And, and these are sort of Amazon competitors in the wearable spaces as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. For me, that's, that's a question mark. Amazon was always looking, you know, Amazon has, of course, got AWS. They've got Prime. They've got all that good stuff. The whole supply chain that they had to build out in, in a couple of years um, I was watching an interview uh, with the current CEO with in on Bloomberg actually the other day, and he was talking about how he managed to to grow that very very quickly over the pandemic. Yep. And I'm wondering whether they they sort of exhausted it and are looking for the next big thing to expand into. 
that's that's a question I have for you, Anthony, and, and of course for all our listeners out there. Now they have purchased one life healthcare. Um, I think was this year for something like three point nine billion. Yeah, one one medical or something like that, right? Yeah. So I have here is one life healthcare, but it could be one medical. Yeah, ah. not entirely sure. Um, and yeah, for three point nine billion. So really, you know, taking that step forward. So the signified rumor could really be be true. I think yep. the question I have for you, Anthony, is what, what's your thoughts on this sort of expansion into Amazon or a new field, a new whole product line? Yeah, I think, well, b- before we get there, may- maybe a very key difference between what Amazon is doing and what Apple and uh, Google mm-hmm. are doing with Fitbit and, and you know Apple Health is really that Apple and Google are really non-medical medical. They're, they're non-medical health. In a sense mm. that you know they they are not doctors they don't they don't say that this is medical advice they just provide you with telemetrics right, um mm. and where Amazon seems to be going quite different with one medical and maybe signify is is that they are pushing into primary care so it's it's how doctor services are actually provided right and and how you mm. bill for them and and pay for them that is the the segment that they are disrupting. And and I think that is quite a big difference because once you actually go into provision of medical services, that there's you know a lot of re- regulatory requirements. There's things about like you know data confidentiality. Health data is super private, right? Especially in the US. So mm-hmm. so all of those will, will be challenges that you know Amazon has that Apple and and Google at least in their current iteration doesn't really have, don't have. right? Um, but just just for this itself, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. Amazon is one of those companies that just needs to keep building verticals, right? Um, AWS spun out of nowhere. Um, AWS spun out of an internal system to become like one of the most valuable companies in the world. It was standalone, you know. Mm. Um, I think that is just kind of what all big tech has to do now. It's, it's not just Amazon. It's, I mean, Google also kind of spins off their own stuff. Facebook obviously with metaverse and, and all that. So that that's just the continuation of the trend. And you know, and I think this is I mean signify maybe a bit surprising, but but this push, you know, itself probably isn't that surprising, right? I mean, a few years back there there was this big hoo-ha um this big news item, which, which we didn't cover because I don't think we even had SGO or, or market updates back then, <laughs> where um Amazon teamed up with I think Goldman and Berkshire and, and they were going to create like a healthcare services provider, right? And mm. and use data for health and you know that, that was going to be the next big thing and, and they disbanded that last year. Right. So 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 that didn't work. But but Amazon has always had a bit of an interest in healthcare. So, you know, maybe now this is their push to you know, create a new vertical by themselves and to run it in, in the way that they want to run it. Got it. I guess the question for me is why run down the, the line? And, and you said that perfectly, right? Like Google and, and Apple are collecting technically data, healthcare data mm-hmm. without all the regulatory <laughs> authorities and yep. all of that on their backs. Um, although I, I think maybe that might be changing, right? Because yeah, I think they'll they, be, they be changing, about, right? Um, yeah. there, there's some talk about Apple Watches actually being medical devices and being able to like, um, measure blood glucose and, and all of that and be yeah. accurate enough to be used for, for testing. But that, that might be changing, but I think at this stage, probably not yeah, yet. At this stage, no. So why would Amazon go a completely different route? Why not go with the data analytics route? Go, go down the line of, let's you know put our toes in here. Let's not go through the regulatory or all of that stuff that we have to do um, so that we know whether this is a good vertical before plunging in. Well, I think it's just because the TAM is huge, right? Mm. <laughs> and if anything Amazon does to 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 move the needle, they need scale. You know, and, and I think healthcare service 
provision of healthcare services is probably one of those industries that hasn't changed that much over the past few decades. I mean, you know, you you have obviously advances in, in medical care and all that, but the model of going to your GP, then then going to the hospital, that that route, you know, hasn't really changed. You still need a doc, a physician to actually examine you, you know, and and maybe where data and all that comes in is is to say that well, the the physician portion of it can be lowered, and and we all we can guide the physician in in a more targeted manner that changes the the way they provide and they charge for services. Right mm-hmm. and then and then that just upends the industry and of course Amazon wants to cut from it and and make money there but you know I think that is probably one of the things that they could be thinking about right it's an industry that that really hasn't changed much you know in terms of its underlying structure and mm. especially with the the US and its complications around insurance and all that so so this is maybe a, a way that you know they, they are looking at entering into that market. Got it. I think it's it's interesting. Um, I want to see how this plays out. Obviously, it's still very very early days. Yeah. Um, I want to see whether they play it out this way, whether they want to build like some of a of a of a you know what we have. What was it? Speed dog and all of those sort of medical yeah. remote Te- medical teledoc, uh, like yeah. doctor anywhere in Singapore. Right? Yeah, doctor anywhere exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that, all of that stuff as well. So I think for for me, I want, I want to see where they play and if. if Looking at history, right, with AWS, with the scale of Prime, they seem to be able to know how to execute in different verticals. So maybe they know how to do this as well. Yeah, but it's scary, though. I mean, like, then they have data. I mean, they have Amazon Prime. You know, mm. they know exactly what you buy. Um, they, they know if you have Alexa in your home, they yes. kind of know where you live, what you're doing at home, what, what you're listening to, right? Because that's your smart home assistant. Mm. And, and of course, if they have your healthcare, then... Well, they, they have medical records, right? And and you can say that all of these are meant to be, you know, siloed off. They're meant to be kept private. At the, at the very most, they are aggregated and, and anonymized. But that is still a lot of power for a single organization to have. You know, so, so that, that's, that's mm. actually, I think, another question mark for me um, outside of the investing perspective. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's fair, right? I guess the question here is, where is the data stored now? In Singapore, AWS. it's a centralized centralized <laughs> system, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, which is AWS. So <laughs> yeah, well, it could be on prem. Oh yeah, it could be, could be. <laughs> fair. Could be. Uh, no, I think that's that's a fair point. Um, I, in all fairness, I have risen, sort of resigned to the fact, not risen, resigned to the fact that people are going to have my data, this or that. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. There's no, there's everyone will know everything about me in a second. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I live my life. All right, sure. Um, but yeah I think interesting to see where they go definitely fun times (laughs) scary times (laughs) all right last but not least let's bring it back right down to home well Asia so China close enough yeah (laughs) all right Tencent right Uh, again one of those companies that we seem to cover every quarter (laughs) after earnings Uh, but but this one is because I like it not not because the audience likes it so you know too bad Please, please continue listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, no, but I think it's partially interesting, right? Also because they, they are, the well, I think they're the largest, the second largest Chinese company by market cap. Mm. You know, and, and, you know, we, we talk about like US tech quite a bit. And of course, the, the other thing that we don't really talk about is Chinese tech, right? And, and Tencent is really kind of a bellwether for, for where Chinese tech is, um, at least Chinese private tech is. So, so you know, to, to me, 
Ten Tencent is always a bit interesting in, from that respect. Um, but yeah, they, they had earnings. Earnings really wasn't great, right. um, to, to put it mildly. <laughs> um, so, so last time we were talking about it, it was like the, the lowest ever annual revenue growth. Yes. Now it's their first ever um, annual revenue decline. Right, wow. so so they actually shrunk from last year. So, um, in, sorry, and, in the last quarter yeah. we wrote that they showed an eight percent year-on-year growth, wasn't it? Yep. For the fourth, and, and that was the yeah, and and that was the smallest ever annual growth mm. like ever at that time. And, and now I guess because it's negative, it's it's even smaller. So so they are, wow. they are breaking records here, just wow. not in a good way. <laughs> Jesus. It's fine. I mean, you, you you can't keep growing forever, right? Um, things change and all that. So so I think it, it's a bit more important to, to see how the company is run and, and whether that there's a chance of bouncing back, yeah. right? Or, or whether it's just systematically systematically mismanaged and, and it's never coming back. So, yeah. you know, don't bother. So in, in, in Tencent's um, case, but, predominantly, yeah. I mean, exposure is clearly in China, right? Quite a lot of it is in China. Um, yes. And and China has obviously had this zero COVID thing for a while. How, how has that affected yep. uh, Tencent? Yeah, so that that's that's exactly it, right? You know, we I mean when we talk about US, we talk about oh yeah, rising interest rates, but li- life has still kind of proceeded as per normal for the last nine, ten months at least, mm. right? Ch- China, I I mean it, it's been zero COVID all along, but I think in the past four or five months, there's actually been a bit of a greater impact just because of Omicron. See, we have gone so far past COVID, we don't even remember the strain. Yeah. Delta. Actually, it might be Delta. But Delta. Delta is really uh, quite a while back, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what is the dominant strain now in China, but right. it's probably Delta just because it's more transmissible. But yeah, no, that, that's that's about it, right? And and because of that, the, the zero COVID policy is actually having a greater impact, right? You, you, you can't go out to stores, you know, um, the, the macroeconomic outlook is bad because people don't want to spend. Mm. Companies are cutting back because they, they don't they don't see themselves coming in, which means that you don't get as much ads, which is a relatively big part of ten cents revenue. Mm. Um, you don't really have like payment transaction flow through WeChat Pay because you know that there's just less economic activity generally. So so that so the zero so COVID the, really affects yeah, ads and you know, um, fintech is probably at forty percent of their revenue base, and, and that's just really been curtailed by um, zero COVID, right? Right. And and then we we had this whole you know government crackdown on tech and and gaming especially, and and that's just impacted the other big part of Tencent's revenue, which is domestic gaming, right? So so domestic gaming has kind of helped steady. I think dropped one percent year on year. So so not 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 that much impact, just not growing. Um, but you know, you, you don't know when this is ending because I think they only got three games approved last quarter, oh, three wow. mobile games approved last okay. quarter. So yeah, and in China, every time you, you want to publish a game on like the app store, you need to get a regulator approval. Right? And, and they got three approved in the entire quarter. So it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's painful. Got it. Wow, looks a bit glum here, right? Okay, so just, just to stop you there, the COVID this... variant is Omicron, BA5. Um, ah, the okay, one. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently it's press like Omicron. Yes, um, it, is, yep. it is affecting. So in terms of, of you know, uh, investors going in, clearly this is partly a, a macro effect with regards to, to, yep. to COVID, this zero COVID thing that is going on in, in China. Do you do you see that mm-hmm. easing? Um, because Tencent, okay, let's let's talk let's talk less about the, the macro right now. But if you look at Tencent mm-hmm. in terms of management, in terms of everything else that they're trying to do, they're actually doing okay. Yeah, I, I mean all, all along Tencent has had 
pretty good if if not great management right with like Martin Lau and um the other but Pony Ma not not um Jack Ma mm. <laughs> um so so you know they they've always had relatively good um management that that has been quite consistent and, and very good communicators about where they're going mm. you know but I think in this case Tencent's playbook is the same as everybody else right um the the market's bad the, the macro outlook is bad so we're going to cut cutting costs. You know, we are going to start. We are going to continue investing, but we are going to be a, a lot more selective about where we're investing. So things like cloud computing, for example, mm. where where they aren't getting as much traction. You know, that that's probably going to start decreasing a lot, and and they start doubling down in into you know things that are actually that they are actually good at. So so things like you know making WeChat a more dominant platform. Um, increasing ad services there, and and you know, increasing the the use of WeChat Pay. I think that that's probably where they they're going to start focusing on again. So so yeah, you know, it's I mean, Tencent I think has generally been a well managed company, and and that hasn't changed. You know, they they, are, they haven't lost really a CEO or something. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I I think I would say that what could keep the the share price down for a bit is that they they have this um. No, they they have this shit big shareholder called like Prosus and and Nespers, right? Mm. Which is, I think, South African in, in origin. They they invested in Tencent from like Series B twenty years ago. Oh wow! Right, and and they're sitting on on a huge huge stake in in Tencent, and they announced I think a few months back that they were going to start selling down their stake. Wow! Because they're also a listed company, and I think the 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 list the the market cap of their listed company is like eighty percent of ten of their stake in Tencent. Right, so so there's a very wow. big um okay. misvaluation, yeah. and they're and they're saying, look, I'm I'm more than ten cent. I'm I'm a tech investor globally. I'm going to sell off some of my ten cent stake, close the valuation gap, mm. right? Return cash to shareholders, and 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 hopefully boost their own share price essentially. So so that there's still I think a bit of sell pressure on ten cent shares, um, and and that will continue as they slowly unwind their stake. Got it, got it. So I mean, in in that case, right? I I take it, Anthony, you're DCAing. Monthly, uh, into into ten cent. Oh no, I I I've reached my max allocation, right? So I stopped, and then I I just like I do what the option traders call wheeling mm. the 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 shares. So essentially, you you sell if you own the shares already, you sell covered calls on them. A, a bit like the 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 Tesla hedging, you know, yeah. fund we were talking about last week. You, yeah. you sell just I do it in single directions. Um, you you sell covered calls on them, and if it goes past that price, you 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 sold your shares, and then you restart the cycle by selling puts mm. on on the shares. So if it goes down again and it hits that side, then you start. So so it's just a bit of like earning what one percent a month about there on on option premium just to get some returns while we wait for the, the macroeconomic situation to recover. Got it. But yeah, I mean that that's just a very small way of juicing returns. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. But I mean now yeah. with C- cannot keep DCAing, otherwise it would be like, you know, fifty percent of your portfolio <laughs> and then go. That, that that's that's not how you manage risk, right? In how you manage positions. Exactly. Exactly. So what's the takeaway here then, right? Um What's been attractive about Tencent? Why would you go into it? So I think my at least why I like Tencent is you know not not only are they dominant and and we have seen and platform economies are, are really clear now about how to scale and and how to profit from them right mm. so you know they have a proven business model that that's been proven everywhere else they know it works you know they they can go back to profitability when the environment recovers right that there's no doubt about it. 
that there's nobody coming up to this place WeChat, no, no matter what. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, there, there is that regulatory risk and, and that's still a big risk or, or a decent risk in my view. But at the end of the day, you know, China isn't going to want to destroy Tencent. Um, maybe they might want to destroy Alibaba because you can always get e-commerce again, mm-hmm. but Tencent is, is in, a, in a slightly different position. Right? And, and lastly, you know, I think where where I quite like Tencent and then Baba is that, you know, in, in the Western world, we, we think of like startup and startup investing as individual VCs, right? Mm. So you have A16Z, you have, you know, all these funds um, pushing money, uh, private equity funds pushing money into, you know, startups and, and growing them and, and getting exit IPO. Um, where, ten, where China is different is that a lot of their VC ecosystem in tech is dominated by Tencent and Baba. So it's Tencent and Baba leading Series A and Series B rounds that, you know, of hopefully the next generation of unicorns. And I think that is where the, the, the hope lies, right? 10, 20 years down the line. I mean, you look at goals. Tencent, they, 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 I mean, they, they struck going with JD.com, you know, they, they had about 20%. Uh, with Meituan, with Pingtoto, with Didi, although that, that's kind of dead now. But, you know, you, you look at the last the last few hot Chinese tech companies, mm. it's always been Tencent having a relatively big stake in them. Got it. Right? So, you know, if this continues and if they can continue returning capital shareholders, whether by divesting stakes and, and all that, then that's great. You know? You, you don't you don't necessarily need a share price to move. You just you just they just spin off all these small companies and you get a return that way. Got it. Got it. Wow, nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know that about, about Tencent, right? All, all led through by, by Baba and Tencent in China. So that's, that's very interesting as opposed to yeah. the rest of the world. And Tencent more than Baba, so. Hmm. Tencent Ventures. Is that what they call themselves? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they have a few different funds, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I was, I think their, their, their main categorization is under, in, in the, um, balance sheet is under Tencent, it's under like Ventures, mm. right? And, and they mark the market once every year and it will look terrible now, but. You know, if if the ecosystem grows and then all of and if China develops as we hope as you think it might develop, then that that's going to be good for them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh well, thanks. Thanks again, Anthony, nice. for, for jumping on. This was a good good session back in tech, back in the world of yes. of what we know. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what you know. I, I, uh, we we need to talk about energy. We still need we to talk do. about energy. We right? do. It, it's it's crazy. Okay, next week. Next week we talk about energy. Let's see how the market does this week again. <laughs> next, next, next week, let let's invite Tim on and then we, we he can just talk about energy for like minutes. <laughs> Done. You heard this. You heard and, this. And then we go back to tech. And then we go back to tech. <laughs> no, we can touch on China a little bit. Let's bring Reggie back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a four person like a, I'll, I'll take a break next week. Okay, you can no, you can no. In two weeks, in two weeks, we'll bring. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, cool. Well, thanks, thanks, Gokunats, for listening in. We will see you next week. All right, see you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.